Jean, where are you going to be? Oh, jeans. March 30th and 31st, I am in Portland, Oregon at Herium Comedy Club. Uh, tickets are going fast, so get them now. April 29th, Manfriend Disco, Cobb's Comedy Club. May 4th, Cuntington Beach at the Rec Room uh, Comedy Club. May 9th, Oxnards. What is Oxnard? Coxhard. Coxhard at uh, the Levity Live. So get your tickets at Christina P. Online now. Gene? Gene, I'm going to be, let's see, uh, in Atlanta shooting this movie and um, the April 8th show, The Tabernacle, sold out. So I'm doing another one April 26th at 7.30, two um, on April 28th in Huntsville, Alabama, Stand Up Live. Spokane, I added a show. Where? In um, Sperm Can, Washington, because uh, the show sold out, so I added a late show Thursday, May 17th. Uh, a bunch of other shows are on sale. I added a show in Mamaha in Nebraska. Uh, Brea is on sale. Breast Balls Beach is on sale. <laughs> and um, New Orleans. How do we come up with Breast Balls Beach? I don't know. That one was really ridiculous. Thanks to uh, Obi-Wan for this instrument. You're kidding. We haven't heard from him in a minute. I think he sends in instrumentals. I love it. Regularly. Uh, thanks to everybody who has been going to our store. You can go there. It's merchmethod.com slash Tom Segura or go to TomSegura.com and click on the store button. Uh, there's a bunch of stuff in there right now. Water Champ hats. There are, um, there's a ball hog t-shirt that is very appropriate. It's not, it's not grotesque. Well, can you should describe it a little so people kind of Yeah, know. there's a hog. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and let me see. Let's the, look at it. Because I was worried at the ball hog shirt that people would be like, I can't wear this out in public. Yeah, just, it, there's this, there's this cool hog. Yeah. Well designed. Love it. And it says ball hog on it, but you know, it's like a wink. You don't really yeah. know what that means unless you're in on it, right? Yeah. There's, no, there's nothing nasty about it. There's the not Los Angeles shirt for. <laughs> Our LA natives change my, my diaper. Uh, there's the build the wall. There's the the jean. The, excuse me, the YMH zip up. The jean hoodie. Oh, there's a bunch of so stuff good. there, man. So many great shirts. Yeah. Oh, and your rub 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 shirt with the man love mango on there. Well, people like it. It's a crowd favorite. Let's see if uh, let's see if let me see here if. Um, oh my god! I, I guarantee it's not. Oh yeah, sold there's still out. some in stock. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. it's true. Yeah, it's um, anyways, thank you for your support in that, and uh, hope you enjoy this episode of the show, Gene. <laughs> One of the things I think we haven't even mentioned, Gene, these episodes are happening um, at a pace that is different than normal because of this movie schedule. So like right now when you're hearing this episode, I'm shooting my DPs, my boy, boy, girls, my boy, girl, boy, girls. Your scenes, as they call them. My scenes. um, (laughs) We we recorded this probably three weeks or so before you heard it. I know. We usually do it in real time. Well, we we do do it it like two days before it comes out, a day. Just to stay fresh because we're kind of a current event show. We like to be up on what's happening in the world. That's right, Gene. And, um, <laughs> yeah, so it is one of the things that's sort of uh, a pain about right now. Well, but we're doing it. We're, we're doing it. We always we're do, trying. We're we trying. Do. We're trying to make it work. We want to keep doing our show. Can we please talk about, so we get obsessed with Well, let's shows. play the show open. Oh, wait, I'm fighting to know yeah. we're doing that. Let's okay. do the show open as we, as we always do, and then we'll, we'll get right into it. Here okay. you go. New episode of Your Mom's House. <laughs> go and fuck your mom, okay? Go and fuck your mom. <laughs> 
And when you fuck your mom, ask your mom to shut the fuck up, okay? Because yeah. she gave birth to the wrong baby, okay? From the mo- moment she gave birth to you, you was a mistake, okay? <laughs> Who is Randy? Don't bring anyone mother to this. Your mom in the fucking stand! Welcome. Welcome to your mom's house with Tom Segura. Tom Segura. Christina Pajitsin. Welcome to your mom's house. saying fart mix you want to fuck with my man oh that does kind of sound yeah. like that yeah she's she got real upset she's very feisty <laughs> you know what uh what's that is that like a game thing yeah or? she's on uh was it twitch and um oh. streaming thing and people can comment and what, what really jumped it off was was this shut up cx okay you don't say that i look and sound retarded okay the only <laughs> thing that is retarded is is you okay for yeah. saying other people are retarded <laughs> <laughs> when you say other people are retarded yeah. It means that your mom actually Gave birth to the wrong baby Because oh. you don't ever oh. have the rights to judge people When your dick is not Even existing You can't even you can't even like Have a proper dick And you say that I look huh. like a retard I don't know <laughs> I don't think she looks that way at all I don't know what's and I don't, She doesn't look that I way I don't even know what the insult is that she's saying about the dick no, I, or, I don't know what that or is. the mother. Go and fuck your mom, okay? Go and fuck your mom. <laughs> and when you fuck your mom, yeah. ask your mom to shut the fuck up, okay? okay. Because yeah. she gave birth to the wrong baby, okay? From the mo- moment she gave birth to you, Good. you was a mistake, okay? I Get think, it, girl. I, I like it. I like, by the way, I don't think I've ever heard, go fuck your mom, and when you fuck your mom, <laughs> tell her to shut up. <laughs> so it's, it's actually it's a, double. a pretty great insult. Yeah. It's saying, go fuck <laughs> your mom, and when she, whatever noise she's making, you tell her to shut the fuck up and take it. <laughs> she's ruthless, yeah. man. She's great. I really you like her. You have no rights to say I am retarded because your mom <laughs> didn't give birth to a shithole like you. You are Ooh, a shit asshole. Yeah, yeah, girl. Okay. Good for you. She's fired up. I like the heat. Yeah. I like her fire. She's I mean, very fiery. Can I tell you, if we trained women to be more like her, uh-huh. I feel like the world would be a better place. Like to stand up for yourself and not take any shit. Be a lot. I think that's good. Gotta be so retarded. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot less Harvey Weinstein action happening in the world. You know what I mean? Striking back. You think you think he could take advantage of her? <laughs> no, I think she's... Um, she's she's calling the shots today. She really is. She's a fucking animal. I like her. Yeah. You can sense her rage. She's really upset. <laughs> I feel like that's what the internet's for. A lot of people, it functions as a place to just let your rage out. Yeah. I have own. a feeling she's been called that a few times, though. The R word? Yeah. Oof. I don't even want to say it, but the R word. Uh, You think she's been called? I don't think she seems that way. But, you know, hey. Yeah. Potato, potato. Um, It's a very hurtful word, you know. It is derogatory. It is. So you shouldn't say it. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) (laughs) 
goodness. I mean, you know, she's she's maybe not as sensitive to the word as we are because she's yeah. a, of a different culture. So we're going to be a little forgiving here. Yeah, you can let her say what she said. That's her opinion. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, it's uh, here in the United States. Well, sensitive. At least, I don't know where she's from, but here in the United States, um, <clears throat> you can't. You can't talk like that. You want to fuck with my mate, huh? Similar. Yeah, similar. Similar. Sorry. Sim- similar. Yeah. Similar. I yeah. think she might be Thai. You think so? Duck, 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 Thai. What? No, no. Like that. That, 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 that. A little, I hear that. Okay. Well, you're the master of accents. You tell us. I don't know, actually. I don't know where she's from. Cambodia? I, I don't to, know. I need to polish up on some of my Asian dialects. Can we please talk about our show now? Uh, yeah, we can talk about our show now. Um... A lot of good stuff happening. Where is it? I had it here for us. Oh, yeah. Ah. Real talk. Oh, yeah. Real talk. Oh, yeah. Real talk. Oh, yeah. Real talk. Oh. Um, so that's our um, reality show stinger that we it's had been a long while. time ago. But we haven't d- dove into. Delved. Delved into a reality show in a while. We've been watching more scripted stuff, which is, you know, right. good quality Well, I'll stuff. tell you why. I'm a huge fan of the reality genre. I mm. love it. I feel as though... You got me into shows. Oh, I, I used good. to never watch I any of those. But that they're not making them as real as they used to. They're so fabricated now. But this one is. But this one's 100%. It's a documentary type style. Well, yeah. It's, it's a series. I mean, it has a run. It's on, it's on Netflix here in the U.S. Uh, I say that because we have a worldwide audience. Um, <laughs> oh boy um, uh, Anyways, the show is Age Gap Love, right? Yeah Age Gap Love And we talked about it last week But my goodness I thought <laughs> it was a one-off Because that's kind of how it was presented Yes This is just tackling one subject And then I hit more episodes And there's a whole <sighs> so season much. I'm so obsessed I know I haven't seen you this joyful since you got into your Narcos uh, telenovela. I think the reason that I'm so obsessed is this: the show is permission for me to bring out my worst personality traits. Yeah. My most critical, mean, yeah. mean-spirited, but funny and fun personality traits. Because I, the whole time, I just shake my head and I'm like, ugh. Disgusting. People are d- disgusting. They're so gross. All the old people yeah. are gross. The makeup's all fucked up on the teeth. Are all the young people are up. gross. The whole thing uh, is just gross. gross. Yeah. And I have so much fun just <laughs> hating them the whole time. Oh, I think that's oh. going to be our guest one second. All right. Um, our guest is here. He's uh, fueling up uh, with caffeine. He said he refused to come on unless he had <laughs> coffee. I was like, all right. Jeez. So, yeah, he was very, very demanding. So we, um, <laughs> you know, we, we cater to our guests. So. Nope. But yeah, so age gap. Um, yeah, I love. I don't know. I you're right. I haven't had because sometimes when a reality show uh, we get into, you know, it's usually like kind of background music. Right. Like you don't have to focus on it right. That much. Like, like the Shaws of Sunset. It's kind of silly. Uh, what is that below deck? The the yeah, yacht thing. It's like candy. It's like I can miss an episode, yeah. and I'm like, oh, that's yeah, that's the guy. That's cool. It's yeah, it's like candy. You just kind of catch. But this one. I am so into <laughs> studying, and I also love making a list as it goes on of who's grosser, like who yes. would you like to fuck less? Yeah, we pause frequently. See, the thing is with us as a couple, everyone's like, you guys love each other so much. There's so much love. And, and I'm like, you know, a lot of our relationship, we're united by stuff we hate. Yeah. It's actually our ability to sit down and watch a show like that and criticize the shit out of people we don't even know. Yeah. 
that really bonds us. Ruthlessly do it and uh, with no heart. And just, it's really, if someone were listening, they'd be like, you're a real asshole, man. (laughs) Because we're doing it, it's such a mean way. (laughs) But it's it's, it's just you and I, like no one's really getting hurt. You know what I would like to do if we could through licensing, I don't know how that would work, is do like a live streaming of us. You know how we could do it? Or watching the show I'll tell you how we could do it. We, We just say this podcast is going to accompany episode two of age gap love <laughs> and then you press play on it here yeah. and we have a different feed and then you just talk as you do it yeah can we do it in bed though i want to be able to lay in it's bed possible with yeah so you can the... just bring a zoom recorder up yeah. there what i was i mean what my favorite was so the new champion of grossness because every oh. episode you introduce new older people <laughs> and we're like that person is disgusting so there's a guy now who is like the champ of gross and I don't think which one you feel it because we we, have, we it differ the new on who's No, no, he had the really long white hair. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. and he's disgusting. he used to be a minister. <laughs> he's so nasty, <laughs> and his his uh, so age you know yeah. this age gap is forty plus years or something, and she's like pretty nice looking gal, normal, sweet. yeah, and she's like yeah. Uh, they start talking about the makeover that he's. You go oh she's gonna give him a makeover and it's like no no no. This is him post makeup. <laughs> right, right. So yeah. he's got his long white ponytail. He's already had it. And you're like, what? And she starts talking about when I met him, his breath was really sour. You're like, what? <laughs> oh and she goes, his teeth. I asked him when the last time he went to the dentist and he said 20 some years. <laughs> And she goes, so she goes, you could really smell his breath oh, strongly and his oh. teeth. And she goes, now, you know, he's had his teeth whitened. You're like, whitened? Those motherfuckers are green. <laughs> they went from green to yellow. Bro. Yeah. And she's like, and his breath is like passable now. And you're like, oh my God. I mean, he, he is so, so gnarly. And this poor girl is, she's like fucking 30 or something. Yeah. And they have five kids running around the house. I, know. I just love, you know what it is? I think it's why everybody this likes those shows. You just end up feeling better about yourself and the decisions you've made and where you're at when you get to look into somebody else's home. Well, what I was wondering, the breath alone is such a deterrent for me and somebody's mouth being that jacked up. Like yeah. what, what did she like about him? I'm yeah, not sure. I don't know. know. That's the problem with these. I couples. think it was just, you know what I think it was? Cause they met in church. I think it was, it's, it, there was some type of power dynamic. She saw that he was the minister. So she sees him in front of the church. Right. He's the, he's, not he's a father figure literally to people not you know in life in other words he's giving them guidance and advice right and paternal I think, yes yeah. she was attracted to that paternal energy yeah and he told you know he would give the sermon every week and this and that and then but then she's like but physically he was repulsive yeah and you're like, like what how are you banging this guy i don't know it's it's astounding it's really crazy jesus my but my least favorite one actually is the Florida, the acting couple where the guy's like 60 and she's 22 yeah. uh, and she was homeschooled and she grew up in a religious upbringing. So she's totally socially R worded. Yes. Uh, one might say. And, <laughs> <laughs> and he's like not, he's not bad looking objectively for an older gentleman. Yeah. But he's you such. You say that I look and sound retarded, okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he, has, he 
he's such a boner, a dad boner. Like his jokes are like, well, this he's is the size terrible. of a small child. And they're like, oh my God, your personality is so unbearable. Well, you were right about this. This is my, one of my favorite Ugh. people in the thing is that that guy I thought was less physically gross, <laughs> but he is creepier. There's, something, there's a creep factor. There's a creep factor yeah. because there's something he's disguising yeah. with that aw shucks bullshit. Yes, it's phony. <laughs> yeah. And it's, uh, it's, yes. Because you know, you know, he's preying upon this. She is uh, now 22. They met when she was like fucking 18. Yeah, not cool. And you know, and he's like, ah, shucks. There's some bullshit there. So that's bullshit. scarier for that guy. Yeah, yeah. she's ta- he's really taking advantage of her naivete. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, it's not fair. They, You know what it is, too? I almost I have more respect for the trophy wife and the older gentleman couple. Yeah. Just because there's an even exchange of power. There's an even yeah. exchange. It's right. good looks and getting laid for money. Yeah. Older guy, younger woman, but she's hot. He's yeah. the, got the money. So there's an exchange. There's a contract. But when the, the balance is totally not fair, yeah, yeah. where it's like she's, you know, 17 when we met, homeschooled, totally naive. You know, you know the world, bro. Yeah. You know what you're fucking doing. Right, here. right, right. And he ain't that wealthy. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. she's doing her own dishes and shit. Yeah. They ain't, they ain't going, they're going to fucking Chili's for dinner. I would like that camera to stay rolling in that house. <sighs> oh, I know. That one's the one. For a couple of years when yeah. she finally wises up. She'll wise up at some point. Yeah, it's it's unequal. What about the older lady who her 28-year-old boo-boo is doing her toenails? Oh. Filing her nails and her feet down. And they're rotten. They're rotten and crusted. They're... He likes to give me a pedicure. No, she's... Uh, she's they're American. American. Yeah. <laughs> she's... She is a troll. She's hideous. And something's really <laughs> fucked up with that guy. Yeah. He's weird, yeah. too. He's on some type of spectrum because yeah. he, he doesn't... It's not... The eyes are not... No. Registering regular emotions. And he's like, and then I saw her and we kissed and we kissed and she keeps... She's like... <laughs> <laughs> she, yeah. She's... Dude, it's he's gnarly. touched. He's yeah. touched too. So she's taking advantage of some nice looking touched guy. You know yeah, what I'm saying? He's touched. He's really he's touched. Definitely R worded. Yeah. And she's taking uh, advantage of he's that. He's pedicuring those horrendous <laughs> fucking mops on her. Uh, it's just gross. When man. are you going to give me a pedicure? If they looked Don't like that, I wouldn't let go near <laughs> anything like that. I can't even reach my toes anymore. When are you going to yeah. start doing it? I mean, I would do that for you, but you don't. But here's the truth: you don't look like that, and that's why I would do that for you. Thank you. If you looked like her, I just file papers. I just serve you, babe. I mean, she's so disgusting. <laughs> she is disgusting. There is. It is fucked up too, as a spouse, where you just let yourself go. It's not fair. It's not no. fair to do to somebody. Mm-mm. I don't know. All right. All right. Let's get our guest in here. Okay, give me one second. Let me bring our guest in, and uh, I'm very excited. My favorite spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. Wow, how have I been living like this? It's kind of like when you find out that you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. More like, wow, how have I been affording this? It's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. We use Mint Mobile at the office, and we have been saving so much money since switching over. And setting up a Mint Mobile's website was super easy. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, 
go to mintmobile.com slash mom. That's mintmobile.com slash mom. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash mom. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 per month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speeds slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Your sex life is important, but your schedule is busy. You don't have the time to go to a doctor's office to get treated for your erectile dysfunction. Through Hims, now you can get treated for ED without stepping foot outside your door. Hims is changing men's health care by providing access to affordable sexual health treatments from the comfort of your couch. Hims provides access to doctor-trusted ED treatment, options such as chewable hard mints, brand name treatments like Viagra, or generic alternatives for up to 95% cheaper. The process is simple and 100% online. No uncomfortable doctor's visits. Start your free online visit today at hymns.com slash YMH. That's H-I-M-S dot com slash YMH for your personalized ED treatment options. Hymns.com slash YMH. Hardmints are chewable compounded products which are not approved by or verified for safety or effectiveness by the FDA. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider provider who will determine if appropriate restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. Oh, what an All right, we're back. We're back. Um, yeah, we were talking about our son's name, Ellis. It's, yes. Uh, it is true that we saw... <laughs> We saw the movie Mud. <laughs> yeah, Matthew McConaughey movie. When I thought I you pregnant. named him after Doc Ellis. I, no, people have and then we both the have, game on acid. We both have uh, immigrant. I like um, that better. I know it's a good one. <laughs> yeah. we, both, we both have immigrant parents, as as you do. So then people were like, "Oh, Ellis Island." That's yeah, why. Yeah. And we were like, "Yeah, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's hilarious." Yeah. That's the last thing I would have thought. Yeah. So I'm like, uh, <laughs> but actually, that's the one I have to bring up whenever somebody goes, "What's his name?" I'll, I have to go like, you know, like Ellis Island. They're like, yeah. I'm like, okay, that's his yeah, name. Yeah, say Ellis, like the like, island. Yeah, Ellis, go, like the oh, island. Oh, yeah. Like, oh. I like it. That's a great name. Thanks. Yeah. He's a great kid. Yeah, he is. Well, with us is uh, the fantastic Tom Rhodes. International comedic Hello. superstar Tom Rhodes. Who's not a stranger to your mom's house. You it's were with us. Time. It's been a long time. in Redondo, we had It's a show. long time, man. And we had such a good time. I thought, I wow, I'm going to be a regular on this show. <laughs> well, no, we stopped doing guests <laughs> because we, we stopped guests for two, for two years. years. Oh, okay. No guests. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. we did the Culligan Man. Remember, he goes, hey, Culligan Man. That's <laughs> what a great memory you have. Yeah. That's yeah, so totally great. I loved you. Because I had um, fans of you guys, of the po- of your podcast that came to my shows and said, hey, Culligan Man. That was <laughs> funny. So silly. But you tour, you're like a world-renowned comedian. You're like... You really do. Yeah. You're road dog to the max. Like, people are like, oh, yeah, I do the road. I'm like, you don't do the road like Tom Rhodes does the road. (laughs) You really, you've done it. You've done comedy fucking everywhere, man. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I... um, Been doing the international circuits for 20 years. What? That's before And, you know, I had... uh, I had that sitcom many years ago on NBC. Mm -hmm. And when the... Uh, sitcom finished I had a lot of money and I had played everywhere in the United States and I looked at my money as like kind of my NBC artist grant yeah and I started taking trips to London and invested in myself slept on a friend's couch and uh, actually the movie Phantom Thread yeah the thing I liked the best about that movie is it takes place on Fitzroy Square Mm -hmm. and I my friend Rich Hall 
um, he lived on Fitzroy Square, and he gave me a key to his apartment. That's a- so that's where I would stay when I would go to London, and it's like a short walk to the London Comedy Store oh, and Soho. It's a great neighborhood. So you know, if people know that's P.T. Anderson's new movie. Oh, P.T. Anderson. Paul Thomas Anderson's new movie. Oh. I love Paul Thomas Anderson. Oh my God, he's so amazing! I haven't seen it, but I, he's such an amazing. I bombed in front of him like a month ago. Um, <laughs> yeah, cool. Bad. So, Good. Uh, a really cool guy. It's a, and it's a you know it's a great film. The, uh, but I love the fact that it takes place on Fitzroy Square. But you've also you've done I mean London, but you've done all over it. Asia, but the, the South Pacific. But the, what I was going to say yeah. was London was the key to the international circuits for me. I got in with London, and then that led to gigs around Europe and Asia and Australia. Now, can I ask you this? Because I want to know if this happens to you. When you step into a whole other country, in other words, whether it's a European country, Asia, do you have first show anxiety of like, is this going to work? I think that's the, 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 for me, that's kind of the drug. That's the fuel. Is this, yeah. this fear of, oh shit. This might not work. It's, yeah. Well, and what is going to work? And then yeah. the fact that you have to think so quickly on your feet, like, um, people you know, don't oh, realize. Oh, this reference isn't going to work. Yeah. You know how like, when you're locked and loaded in your brain and you're telling a story and, like, and you're like, you say and your brain it. is thinking, okay, I'm going to go into this little section yep. where I'm going to talk about this next. And then you get this little panic fear of, oh my God, is but that that's what work? you're addicted to in a way. It is actually. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. Oh and then like, it's really cool. Like when I'll do a, you know, I didn't live anywhere for 10 years. I put everything into storage and like uh, the last time I did your show, I wasn't living anywhere. No, that's right. So and, crazy. And it, it was really cool. So I would do three or four months a year in Europe, and then a month in Asia, a month in Australia, six months all over the states. Um, but like when you got like a week in Ireland booked, and a week in England, and then a week in Holland, it's like it's different. So you're like, oh, okay, wow, Ireland was great, and you know, I really got the hang of it by the end of the week, and Irish audiences are the best. And then you go to England, and you're like, it's completely different. Really? Yeah. Irish audiences are just down for it? They're into well, it. Irish audiences, uh, Irish, you can, tell, you can see it in their comedians, that there's a storytelling tradition. Yeah, yeah. So they really love stories. Yeah. And then you go to England, and they they like self deprecation, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like you don't England. see, you never see like a real arrogant. Well, right. I mean, Jimmy Carr, but you right. never see like jacked up arrogant English comedians. That's true. You know, they're so true. they're always uh, pooping on themselves. Seen as like an American quality, the yeah. Yeah. the bravado and the like. And then I save the day is an American thing, and like the British uh, sentiment would be like, and then I fucked up the day for everybody. Yeah, 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 exactly. I remember I did the Edinburgh Festival in 2014, and this this woman wrote this review of me, and she said, don't we all wish we could be as confident as the Americans? Oh, yeah. (laughs) And it's like, it's so stupid. Like, um, I've had ups and downs in my life, you know, and... uh, I, you guys know me personally, and my, my 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 dad and my sister died, and I I went into the, emotionally. I was in the toilet. Yeah, I was heartbroken sure. over losing these people that I loved, and it took me a while to build back my confidence. And then here's this woman going, "Oh, oh yeah. it's this American quality." No, yeah. it's we're each individually fighting our own fight in life and yeah. you know it. things happen of and course. you got to constantly be coming back from the brink whatever oh, yeah. you are one thing i you are. do not like about the festivals and and the overseas um 
comedy scene, like the one thing, I do not like the idea of reviews all the time. I really don't. Because you don't have any exposure to it when you're kind of US based. Like you do shows everywhere. No one ever does a fucking like, you know, I mean, once in a blue moon, maybe some city beat blog will be like, I went to the show and they kind of do. But like when you start doing some of these festivals and you see all out, um, I think it's just such a departure from what I'm used to. I was never a fan of that. Even if it's like a nice review, you're still like, I don't know. It just feels like you shouldn't be doing a write-up. Yeah, who are they qualified? What is their qualification? Yeah, it's just some fucking But, person. you know, it, it's gotten even worse because like in Edinburgh, the newspapers in England used to pay for these reviewers to go up there. Uh-huh. And most all of those newspapers cut their, oh, sure. their budgets. So oh, now you they, they you've got, you've got anybody with a website yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, reviewing yeah. things. And you're like, and like, there's like college kids writing, uh, it's like, what? Are yeah. you, who are you? I've seen some of those, by the way, <laughs> that are absurd. Because uh, the one place you do see the review here, stateside, is colleges. I've done colleges, and the reviews, it's not even that they're, uh, they're critical. It's so bad. Just such terrible writing because it's just like a freshman, uh, you know, journalist. It'll be like, I went to see Tom Segura at our uh, student performing arts center. He opened with a joke about how cold it was here. The joke went like this. I thought it was very funny. He next tackled these topics. Some of them, like, and it's very just, you know, stating a fact, stating a fact. Stating the line, stating review, and it's like you're putting that out into the internet uh, memory bank. It's just, it's it's terrible. He gave away your joke. Uh, of course, he gave yeah. away the joke. And then he would do like quote like long things. And you're like, dude, yeah, just uh, yeah. There's an English. Uh, uh, I hate to bring it up. This website, this comedy website, uh, and they wrote something about a joke that I did. About not a joke. It's a story that happened to me, and uh, it's a, it's a joke on my new album. Mm-hmm. And uh, my wife Ashna and I were talking about the the Me Too movement. We did a uh, an episode for my podcast uh-huh. and talking about experiences. And I talked about this comedian who uh, had tricked me into going back to his apartment when I was a very young man. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, and then and this comedy website in England wrote this salacious uh, story. I mean, they wasn't, wasn't salacious. The, the headline was Tom Rhodes accuses such and such comedian of sexual assault. And then they quoted my joke and they quoted uh, us talking about it on the podcast. And one of the things that bothered me the most, well, I mean, you know, they're trying to get clickbait. Yeah. I didn't accuse the guy of sexual assault. I tell a story of a creepy older famous man yeah. who, uh, you know, tried to trick me yeah. and got me back to his apartment and manhandled me. Yeah. But he didn't punch me. He didn't penetrate me. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't, you know, and I think the sexual assault is such a serious issue in the, in the world right now. Yeah. How dare this, this site... It's kind of trying to get like yeah. yeah trivializing the 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 movement yeah. and uh, and then also they gave away my story yeah punchline like dude oh, geez. That, that's the worst <clears throat> that's, it was wrong well, on many levels but what qualifies anybody to be a critic I mean even if you look at uh, Siskel and and Fuckbert or what yeah. were their names Ebert yeah he's dead Rebert they're this dead guy. they're both yeah. 
Apparently, they both hated each other, too. Right. They hated so, each other's so, guts. So these are two men who are full of hate, I'm assuming, too. Either a failed artist or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, one of them made, like, it's one of those celebrated, awful movies. Right. I think it was Ebert. Like made, a rotten tomato, like Valley of the Dolls 2 or something. Movie. So, like, so you're a failed filmmaker yourself, and that qualifies you to criticize other people how? I know. Like, it's just, I don't know. I, I hate people that criticize art. Every, like, what are you talking about? I, that's why I, I roll my eyes at every top 10 list. Like, as if, like as if anyone, here's life. the thing, everybody can write a top 10 list and technically everyone's right because it's your fucking top 10 list. But the idea that we would make one person's top 10 list as credible, whether it's movies, music, <laughs> books, comedy, it's like, why, why is your top 10 list of value? You're just, you don't even do it. You don't do the thing that you're saying you have the authority on. Like, you're not a musician. Right. You or don't like, write music. If Bill Burr would have put out, like, hey, top yeah. 10 specials, I'd be like, all right, that's yeah, fucking Bill Burr. Yeah, let's, let's listen yeah. to that guy's yeah. opinion on, you know, comedy. It's absurd. But, uh-huh. I know. It's, it's so gross. Why do we fucking listen to these jack-offs? Not only that, there's a lot of good movies that they got terrible scores on. I know. You and I, want, we, don't, we totally discredit when you're going through the iTunes or something. Yeah. Like, I don't even listen to that guy. Let's see if it's yeah. good. There's only, I mean, the only ones that are pretty much, they're spot on is if it has... Single digit um, approval. If like <laughs> if it's like eight percent of people like this movie, you're like it mm, might be dog shit. Yeah, but if it's yeah, yeah, yeah. if it's thirty five percent, it could be a decent movie. Yeah. Just some people, you know, just didn't resonate with that and their sensibilities. Well, but, you look at the Oscars and you're like, is America really watching these movies that the Academy has a big heart on? And I got to tell you, they made this big push now, but now every category has like ten nominees and I'm oh like, yeah it's like too many oh nominees goodness. man goodness you got too many people up for i watched thing. shape of water last night how well, was I'm it yet to see it was, uh, yet. you know what i can see <laughs> 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 i think that's the that's re- the review <laughs> <laughs> i mean i really wanted get out to win but i can see why shape of water did what did win because and I, I, at the very end of the movie i go ah i get it it was a love story yeah, I mean it's a woman and a fish. And yeah. They're fun, you know. I mean, you, you remember Splash? We yeah. all loved Splash, right? Right. right. <laughs> you know, it's uh, <laughs> and so I thought, yeah, well, Get Out was a horror movie, and horror movies never win. And yeah, my wife loved Three Billboards. I've you know, seen that one either. Which is about hate and people dealing yeah. with hate, which yeah. really speaks to you know where the world is today. There's you know so much hate on yeah. on all these. Different I love levels. Get Out, dude. It's such. I, I, I'm, I don't know. I could, I could step into um, a class about that. And, I think so. I think I, so I, I think he should have won because the guy invented his own genre. Yeah, which hasn't been amazing. done since Quentin Tarantino in 1992 with yeah. Reservoir Dogs. Sure. That was like such a oh wow! It's kind of it's mind invented his own yeah. genre. Yeah. It's yeah. So for that alone. And hearing him talk about, like, I love uh, Jordan Beale, Peele saying that he started and stopped writing this movie like 20 times. Yeah. You know? And, I didn't and then, thinking that people wouldn't like it. It's like, it. this movie never get made. And, and When I lived in Amsterdam, uh, Jordan Peele was in Boom Chicago, this um, improv theater mm-hmm. in Amsterdam. And uh, I had a late night talk show on the Dutch television, and I, I would stop by there. Uh, there was a bar out front. It was in my neighborhood. And he was the guy that I would talk to. I'd pop in there 
and uh, he was a sweetheart of a guy. Yeah. And uh, I, I, you know, I very just lovable, yeah. wonderful guy. And uh, you know, it's funny, like when you know somebody and they. They knock it out of the park. You know, yeah. like I watched your special. I felt the same way. Oh, like, thanks, man. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's, it, it's like a good feeling when you see people totally. knock it out of the park. What about and my like, special? You didn't mention mine. I did loved your special as Thank well. You. Okay, yeah, go but ahead. What was it? It's, um, was that a, a year ago? Oh, my God. I, go. haven't, I haven't had see? one in, in uh, many I'm, years. Well, I'm, it was October. Was it October? <sighs> it's a while ago now. I'm, I get it. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> It's kind of old news now. It's old news. It's October 2017. Was it really? Okay. I'm so offended. I don't care. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, but here's the thing. I'll say this before. uh, uh, (laughs) The thing about. um, It's fine. It's fine. The thing about that. I loved your special. See, it's great. Now I'm going to feel bad all day over this. You know. What's it called? I'm the mom or something. What's it called? Oh, my God. You guys. Her special. No, it's called Mother Inferior, which is the best title. Mother Inferior. Guys, don't. I'm just kidding. Um, totally joking. But one thing I love, the thing I love about, I'm so uh, disappointed in so many movies, you know? I mean, you go into a movie, you want, you want to be surprised, you want to have things happen that really you didn't expect. And, and so many movies, when you press play, it's a blueprint that they're following. You go like, this is this scene, I know what the next scene does, this sets up that, this is that relationship, here's the conflict, here's the resolution. Yeah. I saw the movie the whole time. The thing I love about Get Out is it's just so many layers and so many elements of surprise. Like you're, you're constantly like, holy shit, this means that. And this, you know, like you're, the fact that, that you could watch a movie and be surprised so many times, captivated by the story, that's what to me was like the most amazing thing about that film. Totally. Like when the woman's hitting the teacup and he's falling down the hole. Yeah. It's, the, it's and like, the metaphor of the sunken place and, you know, yeah. institutional race. It, it's just an incredible, oh, if you haven't seen Get you. Out at this point, uh, uh, it's, it, you know, it really is an amazing movie. They, people, so sorry, to, people have emailed that a few uh, weeks ago, they were blown away by your chicken noises, that you do a really good chicken noise. Mm. Um, I guess you did one on the show, and mm-hmm. I'm so used to your chicken calling that it didn't really stand out. But only they, your chicken. Well, no, I mean, this, you, this you know, is, it's in my special time. You know, I am not going to watch any more movies. A lot of moms. until I go watch your special again. There we go. And I'm going to write the most loving review. There it is. It has ever guys, been written. Jokes, guys. It's the craziest, most unique, odd. I mean, it's. I like her hat. People do things here that you don't ever see anyplace else. One competition that people flock to for locals really needs no introduction. <laughs> wow. Probably yeah. because it's not hard to hear. This is the National Cluck Off, where people from all over the United States come That's and compete weak. to see who yeah. can mimic Child. a chicken the best. Um, That's great. You know, uh, I'm from Oviedo, Florida. And, and Oviedo is famous for uh, the Oviedo chickens. Really? Oh. That walk around on the little downtown area. Where is Oviedo? It's... Uh, is that Panhandle area? No, 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 no. no. It's um, east of Orlando about... E- oh. I mean, it was a charming... Like Cocoa Beach, kind of? Towards Cocoa. Okay. Uh, it was a charming little citrus village when I grew up there. Now uh, they built a circular highway around Orlando, and it yeah. is a highway exit now. Mm. There's a Chili's and a Target and all that. All right. Uh, but all there's still right. the little downtown yeah, area, and there's a Popeye's fried chicken, which is funny because these 
chickens walk around in the parking lot. Oh, oh God. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's the one thing my little town was known for was the, uh, was the chickens, the Oviedo chickens. Wow. Well, to um, tie this all together, I mean, people are asking. Can oh, you they're hankering a, for it. They want to say, they say, say, can Christina. <laughs> No, I can't do the call. The rooster call is very. No, that's different. But that's a specific. <laughs> but you do. You have done some impressive animal noises. I think you did a goat. I can um, do a good goat. Is it sheep, goat? Uh, okay, let, we'll start with the chicken. Okay, let's start okay, with right. the chicken. Yeah, yeah. The pressure's on now. <laughs> but this is when the winners step up. <laughs> yeah, loosen up my face. Okay. I can't laugh though. I can't laugh. <laughs> That was great. Really like great. Yeah. What do you think? That was really good. Thank you. Thanks, guys. That that was really what good. do I win? You could compete. You could compete. That was really great. That Thank you. Really can you guys was. do a chicken? I, I don't think I what could. Can, what kind of animal sounds can you guys do? I don't know. That was really good. That is not you. That was me. I just did it. <laughs> what? Come on. What animal sounds I like can the way you, you do? You, Stuck out your chin like that too. <laughs> I'm not. A, I don't do. The, I'm master of accents, but I don't oh, do. I'm, the, I'm master of animals. Yeah. Here, uh, they want to know if you can beat this guy. Okay. But one man entered the cluctagon <laughs> and didn't lay the an egg. He took home his twelfth. That's right, twelfth. Whoa. National cluck off title. Oh, it's like music. They say you have an ear for it. I have an ear for animal sounds. Any barnyard animal, I can pretty much mimic. Wow. wow. That Where is, is that? Talent. Where was that? I don't know. I wish it were in L.A. Yeah. It's the craziest, most unique chicken show. I guess. I mean. I don't know where this is. It's been an old age question. What came first? The chicken or the egg? What a boring intro. I I mean. Do you want to hear my goat? I do. Okay. Ready? There's also a visual. Ready? Yeah. Really you like good. that one? Yeah, that was really good. One man entered the cluctagon. The cluctagon. The cluctagon. Come on, guys. Step up your hand. Um, that was really good. See, you do have Thanks. a skill for this. People were right. They, yeah. they spotted it correctly. Yeah. You're really good. I can pick terrible reality shows, and I can make animal noises. Yeah. That's all I got. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I got. What's your talent? What's your odd talent? Oh, uh, wow. Mm. Can you wiggle your ears? Mm. Double-jointed. Can you flip your eyelids? I, uh, wow. Um, but I haven't, mm. Can you pick your nose with your tongue? No, I cannot. <laughs> when you traveled, you traveled Europe so, so much. Did you ever meet this guy? Yeah. What? <laughs> I was thirsty. Those nipples are disturbing. Yeah. I want to breastfeed you. Oh my yeah. God! Why so did hard. you? Why did you associate me with this video? That's Europe. You've traveled Europe a lot. <laughs> that's everybody, everybody in Europe. Yeah, that's how they are, right? Yeah. German. I don't know. You spent more time there than me. Buying someone jewelry is usually a great experience all around. They get a beautiful gift, and you get the unforgettable moment of seeing the look on their face when they open it. The only tricky part figuring out how to get the perfect piece at the best price. This is what I recommend for any jewelry purchase. Source it from BlueNile.com. Blue Nile offers thousands of independently graded diamonds and fine jewelry at prices significantly below traditional retail. They also offer peace of mind with every purchase with some of the highest 
quality standards in the industry. They're available 24-7 by phone or chat to answer technical questions and give recommendations for every budget. I know it can be overwhelming. I've been in that position. And what you want when you're getting into something like jewelry is an expert to help guide you along the way. You can feel great about your purchase because Blue Nile also offers a diamond price match guarantee. And just in case you're not satisfied, there's 30-day returns. Shop Blue Nile today and experience the ease and convenience of the original online jeweler. Go to BlueNile.com today. That's BlueNile.com. Order your alcohol with DoorDash today and drink in the savings. Use code YMH24 to get 25% off, up to $15 value on a $35 minimum subtotal on your next alcohol order for eligible users only. The alcohol selection on DoorDash is top shelf. With thousands of stores all over the country, you're sure to find what you're looking for and more. Beer, wine, mixers, mocktails, and more can be delivered straight to your door. Save up to 25% off, up to $15 value when you spend $35 or more with code YMH24. So whether you're grabbing drinks for an event or staying in for the night, DoorDash is here to help you have a great evening any evening. Terms apply. Must be 21 or older to order alcohol, drink responsibly, delivery and promotions available only in select markets. Those are so thick, right? That's so, so weird, thick. man. <laughs> that is so bizarre. Yeah. yeah. What about the offer from that gentleman in his apartment? Should we play that for Should we have on? Rhodes assess? Yeah. Which offer, though? You know, try. Oh, oh, yeah. You want to go all classic on him? Well, okay. I feel like it's been a while since you've been in your mom's house. You should know what we're talking about. Okay, yeah. Tell me Topical. if you, uh, I don't know, if you're down with this or if you want. Oh, yeah. Because uh, you always you said that, well, now you have a place to live, but if you ever travel <laughs> again and you need a place to live. Black guys would love to fuck and fuck good. If you're a hot black guy and you want to fuck me at twenty three ninety five, if you want to move in, you can move in, but you got to fuck me. I need, I need to be fucked a lot, man. <laughs> Get free food, free rent, and everything else, man. Here's the deal, man. Men from jail, homeless, or um, you're a thug. Comedians. Come move in. A friend can move with you, too, man. You think he would free have at least sat up to me? The fact that he's like, it's a bad angle to be lying uh, down. When you're, like, you're looking for like a, a sexual mate, yeah, partner. Right. There's a Sit whole up. lot of wrong. You're right. You don't want you don't want that that double you're, chin angle. You're the yeah. first guy <laughs> to mention his position. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, you should be setting up definitely at least a little more lighting, better right. lighting. Yeah, cover up those under eye circles. Yeah, yeah, better a little, background little foundation. Yeah, a little something. Jesus wow. Christ. But anyways, free rent. If you're, if you're ever in, I don't know, forget what city, but I'll find out. The great thing about um, not living anywhere for 10 years and then getting everything out of storage, um, my apartment looks like a National Geographic gift shop. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Does it really? Yeah. And then I, I, uh, I, you know, I was blown away to find I didn't know your mother was from Peru. Yeah. And if you come to my, my apartment... I've got Peruvian blankets. You said you love Peru. Oh. Peru is my favorite place I have ever been in my life. Oh. And my uh, all-time favorite souvenir I ever bought 
anywhere in the world, and I've been doing a joke about it, is um, my handcrafted Peruvian chess set. Mm. Mm. And it is uh, the Incas versus the Spanish conquistadors. Yeah, well, we know who won and, that one. Well, yeah. and, and I suck at chess. Whenever yeah. I play, I'm the Incas. So when I get slaughtered, <laughs> it's historically it accurate. It, that's hilarious. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I, when I lived in Amsterdam, I had a late night talk show for two years and then the same network let me be a presenter on a travel show for a year Mm -hmm. and I got to film a highlight on Peru. So I didn't go to the Amazon North part, but I went almost everywhere else. I traveled, I was there for like almost two weeks and uh, it was one of the greatest experiences of my life. Did you do ayahuasca? I did not. Uh, you know, when you're filming a television show. Oh, yeah, they don't too. encourage Unless that. you're Anthony Bourdain. Or if it's like Vice <laughs> yeah. or something, then it would be <laughs> right. all about. I've never taken my wife there. I should. <gasps> I know. And you let this man impregnate you without I taking know. you to the motherland? And now it's too late. We've got two little wow. ones. We have to wait until they're older. I know. I'm I don't want to take Ashna there. Yeah. Uh, she's nervous about it. She read something about Shining Path. I'm like, that was gone. What's that? That's the terrorist organization. Like in the 80s. Dude, I was there when they were setting off bombs. Like living in, I was spending my summers in Peru and you would hear like, oh my life. And see like buildings shake. Wow. Windows shatter. And the next morning I would call my parents, you know, in the US. And I'd be like, yeah, they, you know, Shining Path set off a 2,000 pound uh, bomb yesterday. And they're like, yeah. So uh, everything wow. else good, buddy? I'm like, Jesus, you're not nervous at <laughs> oh, all. No. They were like, no. When I, we went to uh, Machu Picchu, mm-hmm. when we left, the road outside of Machu Picchu, some like kind of country road, people, they had, uh, there was some protest of some kind going on, and they had rolled massive boulders off of the mountains yeah. into the road. They would block the, that was apparently... Uh, way of protesting in Peru. I did not know that. So, That's like, some like really rural shit, though. You yeah, know? yeah. We got no other way to voice our displeasure. Of course, somebody get up there with a. Oh my gosh! No, they got. I mean that 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 organization's long gone, man. Abi, no, I know. Abimael Guzman as the leader of the Shining Path. He's in prison for life. He's there on, in an island prison, like they're Alcatraz. Uh. I want to go back and spend more time in Cusco. Great. It was the uh, so it was the Rome of the Inca Empire. Oh. And there's this we have famous a from Cusco. Can I ramble about this? Yeah. yeah. There's this famous 12-sided stone. Uh-huh. The Incas did not use mortar. There's and this stone is like 10 tons and it's this 12-sided stone and it's in this foundation uh, wall. And uh, the the metaphor is that no stone is too irregular not to fit in place somewhere. Uh, that was the way that they. Fog, that's the way that they did their masonry. I love that's that cool. that when you're in Machu Picchu and you see these, you know, fifteen foot, five thousand pound stones, and they're laying flush with another stone, and all they can do is hypothesize about like there is, they're like they're like we would today in 2018. We would use tractors and bulldozers and, you know, yeah. equipment. And they're like, we have just theories. We don't know how the fuck they built this and how things it's crazy. moved and laid. Like, right. like that. Some people it? think aliens might have. Yeah, helped. I mean, they oh, just yeah. don't it's, know. It's, it's, it's really crazy. It's so impossible. And they're like, you know, they had thousands of people, but we still don't know how they would make it look. And I mean, it, it's, they made buildings out it's of rocks. Crazy. It's crazy. In Machu Picchu, uh, the, the way the, the like, 
home dwellings are are laid out that the there's still running water that runs yeah. through them, which is amazing. And they take you to the sacrificial chamber. They used to just slaughter people. Oh, cool! Everything is positioned so that you know you can worship the sun. Because they're fucking stupid, primitive. Yeah. Yeah. we got to yeah. bring this stuff yeah. back. Yeah, man. Yeah, let me great. Well, my yeah. favorite thing: uh, the train from Cusco to Puno. Mm-hmm. That you can the the last car, the Inca class is the first class, and the last two cars on the train have leather armchairs. Yeah. Uh-huh. So the regular train ticket is like fourteen dollars, and then that's from the, Cusco to Machu Picchu. No, Cusco to. Puno. Oh, to Puno. It's like okay. Seven hours through the Andes. Okay. Puno is the biggest city on Lake Titicaca. Okay. And <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. You know, you know, it's on the shores of Lake Titicaca. Is a, a statue of Beavis and Butthead laughing. <laughs> <laughs> but so one of my favorite things I've ever done in my life. Uh, so the last two cars is the first class, and it's only like twenty-seven bucks. You got leather armchairs, and the caboose is a bar car, and the Ass end of the caboose is an out open air banister, so you can get a cocktail at the bar, and then you're like leaning against the the banister as you're going through the Andes, oh, and then cool there's like herds of llama. It's just absolutely it's amazing. Silly. That's awesome. You should go sometime. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> I got other shit going on. Yeah, you know it's so funny. You said that your parents would send you to Peru, and my parents uh, let my friend, my best friend Shauna, and I go in the summer of '94. We were 17 years old, not yet 18. My dad like just let us go to Hungary, and this is right after communism fell. This is only two years after the, the Iron Curtain fell. Yeah. So. Budapest was still, it's like pretty much corrupt, still run yeah. by the Russian mafia. The apartment that we stayed at didn't have a phone. <laughs> we had to use the phone. See you later. See you later, bitch. <laughs> and uh, on the corner of where our apartment was in Hungary was uh, a place called the Black Rouge. It was a strip club. So there was like terrible elements. And we would just, you know, we were 17. So we were out at night, like boozing because you could drink in Hungary. No one gives a shit. Jesus Christ. I'm like, I was 17 with my best friend. Like, run in these streets. I would never let my kid go at 17. But they thought Hungary was the way it was when they were, you know, when they were living there during communism, when it was safe. But, like, I thought, not at all, dude. I thought my parents were going to panic the, the morning after this pr- one particularly notable bomb was set off. <laughs> because it was, it was so powerful that, you know, we were, we were, let's say, 15 minutes outside of downtown Lima. And uh, in the house... <laughs> Uh, that, that I was staying in with my uncle and, and my cousins and aunt lived. Uh, they had this, a window that was like an old school. It was like, like 150 pound. Uh, Try Amazon. I think so. No. So it was like a 150 pound window that you had to, you used a crank, right? And then it would like go, mm, it would open by, by a crank. Really heavy and enormous. And, in the middle of the night, the bomb that went off was so big downtown that that window blew open. Oh, right? my this, God. And then just shattered everything. And it was, it was national news. I mean, it was international news because, you know, the, the, the Shining Path movement was growing. And I, I thought they were going to be like, you're getting on a plane today. Right. It barely registered <laughs> to my parents. I was, like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, did you see it? It's on CNN. They're like, yeah, well, you know, it's how it goes. You gonna so uh, you guys gonna go do this? You're gonna go to the, still going to school today? I'm like, yeah, like yeah, worried about this shit at all? And they're like, no. Nah. Nah. And my uncle was in media, so they're like, your uncle is a target 
Because the, the <laughs> Shining Path would target people with influence, you know? So they're like, he had bodyguards, and I'm like, no. you're not worried about this? Well, and good thing like, my family didn't have any influence. Yeah. We're just <laughs> scumbags. <laughs> just Hungarian. Totally ridiculous. What the fuck, man? Um, What's wrong with our parents? So did you know that uh, one of our guys, this guy here, who's uh, also legendary on our show... <laughs> Before you have sex, if you want to be horny for two or three hours like you've never been in your life, and you have access to marijuana too, good weed, listen to me. True weed alone can get you really hornier than normal, but Benadryl, take about 10, 12 Benadryl before you want to have your sexual fun with your partner or whatever you do or masturbate. So what do you think, first of all, about 10 or 12 minutes? After looking at that guy, I never want to have sex ever again. <laughs> <laughs> that he, guy was really disturbing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he's been featured on the program a few times, and he's back. This is a... a oh. Yeah. And we have an update. Well, he has a... Uh, I guess this is just a commentary that he has on a topic <laughs> that is uh, important to us. Bet you his view counts have gone way up Let's recently. See what he, <laughs> For what reason? I don't know. Let's He's got an audience he, now. See, what he, see if you agree with what he says sure, here. Sure, sure. Okay? He makes sense. So oh, I was wondering Jesus to ask Christ. you, Dennis and Dr. Beard, here, the, uh, for now, what, the dentist? Dennis. Really, He's questioning Dennis. So I was wondering Dennis, to ask okay. you, Dennis and Dr. Uh, for now, what, the dentist, do you really wish that all of us would have no more troubles with our gums or teeth? Because if you do, then you don't make any money and you don't have a life anymore and you wasted your life. So if Christ comes right now and says, well, I'm going to heal everyone on this planet, I'm going to heal their teeth, then where does that leave you, man? Wow. Right? I have more uh, serious issues with my dentist than this. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's ridiculous. I mean... Uh, <laughs> Wait, you're saying that he has a ridiculous beef with something irrational? It's an irrational beef. Well, first of all, if you're going to make a video, put on a shirt. Man. Always put you know, on a shirt. Always put on a shirt. Um, he has the opposite philosophy. He never has shirts. It, it did look like he had some kind of hair gel in his hair, though. Yeah. Well. Uh, so, but my dentist displays vacation photos in the waiting area. Oh, and yeah. I think that just breeds resentment. I'm, you know, yes. you're sitting there and like there's pictures of him like on a boat in the Caribbean yeah. or wherever. Yeah. And it's like, he's like, you're about to pay for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How many cavities? You, got? So you, didn't, you didn't have a cavity, but I just got the bill <laughs> on this fucking Bahamas trip. Right. And now right. you do have some cavities. My kids right. want to go paragliding. Yeah. God. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Well, this guy's got beef with everybody. What I love about... How did you find this guy? Uh, people have sent, sent him in. I don't know. Really? Yeah. I think the my favorite thing, though, is that he really thinks he cracked a case with this. Right. Where he's like, <laughs> he's like, now, nah, if, if you don't have cavities anymore, where are you going to make your money? Right. <laughs> and he really feels right. like he solved the case. He just mic drops himself. He totally dude. mic yeah, drops he's it. Like, he's up. like, where's that? Then where does that leave you, man? Man, like, like, <laughs> yeah. conspiracies. Yeah. yeah, he's talking some shit. He really talked. I some nailed shit. you. I nailed yeah. you. Figured out your, yeah, figured out your whole yeah. scam. Yeah, yeah. he's just like a like a homicide detective. <laughs> he just really solved the case. Yeah, Detective Shalacy's on it. So, if you, um, how's it been? By the way, we haven't seen you in in a while. But how do you feel being housed now? As oh yeah, so if you went ten years without a permanent address. I love it. Do you uh, like it now? Uh, yeah, because Ashna loves to cook, and 
it's interesting. The little things in life, like having a sock drawer <laughs> yeah, and an good. underwear drawer, uh, really thrills us. And the fact that uh, we can buy family size shampoos. Yeah. And everything uh, was travel size. Everything was travel size forever. And then, like, we opened the fridge and we're like, we own this mustard. That's, <laughs> That's our hilarious. mustard, Crazy. man. Uh, and it's it's nice too. I this is my third time living in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. and I used to not like Los Angeles, and now I love it because uh, I'm older. There you go. I'm married, and uh, now I can appreciate the uh, fine fruits and vegetables that are available in so the markets. Good. So yeah. good here. Um, you know, I, I lived here twenty years ago when I had the sitcom. I lived on top of the Hollywood Hills. In this rock star apartment, all glass walls, a view of all the lights of Los Angeles. I was swimming in cash. And then 20 years ago, I lived in, I'm sorry, 10 years ago, I lived in Koreatown and I was broke. And um, now it's like the three bears porridge is just right. Oh, good story. I'm not broke. Yeah, I'm not rich. Just kind of. Uh, you know, life uh, enjoyable. It seems like you're very content and in a good, a very good place. Like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's awesome. Got to feel so displacing. I, that one thing I didn't like about being on the road was that the constant living out of the suitcase. Like when Tom and I were really hardcore road dogs, there was a few years there where you know you go out Wednesday, you come home Monday, and then you reset it. Was just living out of and a we had suitcase. To take well, we, we had a, a, a Ashna. My wife traveled with me for eight of the ten years that I didn't that live anywhere. Crazy. And I told her when we got together, when you know she's from Holland, and when we, you know, the first year was a long distance relationship, and then I said, if you want to be with me, you have to reduce your life to one checked bag and two carry ons, mm-hmm. and for a woman two to carry ons wow. for a, for a woman to reduce her life to like four pairs of shoes, crazy, very admirable. She rolled with it, and we had a great adventure. Um, you know, when we had time off, depending where we were, we would go like, and especially now with like Airbnb, yeah, and Uber, God. and you know, you can you can basically live anywhere and have a nice life. You know, four years in a row, we went to Rome and rented an apartment for a week or two after I did like a couple months, months of gigs in Europe, did a month in Asia. Then we went to Bali for a couple weeks. Um, when I was still drinking in the States, when we had time off, we would go to new Orleans. We loved new Orleans. Um, San Francisco, depending where we were when we had time off, because we didn't live anywhere, we could live wherever we wanted. It's great. Here's so, what I want to know with all this traveling with when she was with you, how often did she go to the show? A lot, actually. Really? Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, that's probably why I married her. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no. She, and she, uh, that's one of the things that I, I love the most about her is she loved not <laughs> so coming funny. from a comedy world. Yeah. Uh, she, Instantly loved comedy, yeah, that's and loved hanging out with comedians. It's so fun and when you start hang, hanging out with comics. It's more fun than watching them do. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. So like did, that, that was the best thing. And then you know doing festivals around the world, and then uh, having comedian friends in all these different countries. Yeah. Go to Australia, and then there's this group of comedian friends to hang out with. Go to whatever country, and then there's you know, or go to Chicago, go to New York, and there's that. Yeah. New group of friends every week to hang out with. And um, I also liked the fact that she was a heavy drinker. 
I oh, mean, she was. That she I could didn't hold, realize. That she could hold her liquor, oh, and uh, and you know, I was a heavy drinker forever. Yeah, and, uh, and well, yeah, you got to have a partner in crime, right? You don't want her to be. Yeah, so it was yeah. fun. We were we were partying and hanging out with comedians, and uh, when I busted my head open and stopped drinking <laughs> four years ago, she she dialed it back yeah. enormously. Yeah. Well. That's great. Um, you guys are a perfect match, man. Yeah. yeah. And it's funny because Tom and I are the complete opposite of you guys. <laughs> like when if I would go on the road with him like years ago, um, I would never go to his show. And like pretty much vice versa. I don't think you ever just no. sit and watch me. Well, adoringly. no. Like, really? No. No. Because we're so over it. Well, like I get anxiety being in the room of a show, period. It doesn't even matter. Yeah, if it's so really? I actually, so I don't like I. it. I don't like being in the showroom. You know, like yeah. when I'm not up there. So I, love, I words, thought you guys would have like us that, um, you know, when your partner sees you so often, you know, you got to make your show lively for them. Oh God, no! no? I, I'm the opposite. If really? I know he's in the room, it's my kryptonite. <laughs> you <laughs> asked me. You asked me to <laughs> get the fuck out of here. I hate when he's watching <laughs> yeah. me. Really? She asked oh me to my leave. God! There were years I would not let him watch me. Because it, it was like, it gave me so much anxiety. Because you know me as yeah. a human. And then to see the me that way, I was like, no. That that would happen now would be, is like, you know, because we know each other so well, it's been so long. And it's such like, uh, you know, a deep rooted relationship is if, uh, if we're in like a work mode. Where in other words, she goes, um, I'm workshopping this thing. Let me know what you think. She might say like, so watch this specifically or vice versa. I'll be like, I'm doing this thing. Do you think this is this or that? But then it's like we put on like work brain. It's not. I'm not. Even, I don't feel like I'm watching my wife. I feel no, like I'm watching. It's a disassociation. Yeah, you're like disassociating, and then, and then we're like we're talking about a bit, but just for like the joy of watching it. I can't even. I can't <laughs> never. Even do it. I never. Watch I don't like. You. I don't like watching. <laughs> like if I have a spot at the store tonight, if I go there and they're like, I'll find out when am I up. Oh, you're up in, you know, 20 minutes. Someone's on stage right now. I'll pop in. I'll start to watch them. And after a couple of minutes, I'm just like, I got to get out of the room. Me too. So I have to leave the room. Because I, I That's just don't, funny. I, I, uh, I, I, I like standing there watching it. No. I, 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 I still, I love watching comedy. I like, sometimes I'll, I'll get there early when I'm at the comedy store. And I like when like somebody dis- is destroying the room before where you can say something and then it's uh, I'll give you an example like the at the, at the I go to New York once or twice a year just to do sets at the comedy cellar. Uh-huh. I love it. And last summer I went to New York and um I had to go on after Amy Schumer. And so Amy Schumer I had to follow her like three times that week. And you know, she's from New York. She's right. just her hometown jam. hero. Everyone loves her. She's she's destroying the place and she told this story about her father she said he's kind of an asshole. He's got MS or whatever, but she's just her father and she loves him. And she's been paying somebody to come and jack him off. Oh, God. And so this was her closer. And, uh, and, 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 and she absolutely destroyed the place. So, like, you got the, you know, there's the normal anxiety, nervousness as a comedian when you're about yeah. to go on stage and you're, you're in your mind about what you want to talk about. And then when somebody's on before you and they're absolutely ripping the place to shreds and yeah, they're, they're being adored, and then uh, that adds even an, an extra layer of intensity to your yeah. anxiety. That's yeah. right. And I think so you're right. That's what I, it does for me. I don't it, like that. It just came to me 
the first night, I'm like, oh, my God, she is absolutely distraught. I can't believe she's talking about her, her dad like this. So yeah. it just came to me, like, moments before I walked on stage. I, I walked out there, and I, I just acted very kind of shy and, and sheepish. And I, hi, everybody. Um, please forgive me. I, I'm a little nervous tonight. This this isn't my normal job. My normal job is I jack off Amy Schumer's father. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's great. And I'm not, not used to working under these bright lights. And <laughs> uh, Normally I work the candlelight with some soft Sinatra in the background. <laughs> and like it just... It's like oh, it's like thing, yeah. it's like surfing. You know, you're jumping on someone else's wave. True, totally. true. Um, no, but you know why you you do that though? Because you're a better comedian. Professional. Yeah, ah, that's, that's actually true. I have to go. <laughs> no, that's the only true. time I'll tell you this. The only time I do feel inclined to like oh, oh pay attention, pay attention is if someone is ripping the room before me. Yeah, that is that will make me. But I'm doing that. Not for my own curiosity. I'm doing that to be able to be effective and know what's going on. You know, I, I mean? always watch the person before me just so like, oh, if they... Oh, they do this topic they or do whatever. this topic yeah. or, you know. Have you ever thought about, with all the touring and all the years you've been doing it, Do you ever have you ever thought about how many hours you've probably written or no? Or, uh, no. Uh, never, never thought well, about I mean, I've put out... Uh, I just came out with a new album, All Hail Laughter, and that's my fourth album. Um, but how much unreleased stuff? Yeah, I have done? no idea. I mean, I have videos and videos of things from the past. I don't know. It's just amazing to me how long I've been doing comedy and uh, is uh, that I can't sell more tickets in certain places. <laughs> I got a. Uh, I'm in Sacramento next week. I Where are you doing? At the Punchline. Such a great room. Great room. I love Sacramento. Yeah. And I, and Lady Bird was one of my favorite movies of the year. I thought. Greta Gerwig should have won the, the, the best act. And I loved the fact that the film took place in Sacramento. It's a girl coming of age story. Anyway, I get this uh, email yesterday um, uh, just saying that uh, minimal tickets have been sold. And it's like, when does this anxiety leave you as a uh, performer? Yeah. How much do you have to do in your life and career? To make it. Where it's like, you know, it's, I, I shouldn't have to worry about I know. a room like that. So what though, but the weird thing is they're really, everybody will have a theory and that nobody is a hundred percent right. Cause there is no formula there. If we all knew the formula for sure, then everyone would just be like, Oh, just do this. But that's the thing. It's like, you just don't know. I mean, some, I mean, sometimes it's a something online, like people start selling tickets off a of viral videos now you know oh yeah i mean you can just do something that just blows up online all of a sudden that sells tickets sometimes it's more traditional it's tv it's movie or it's a special that really resonates with an audience but even that you just don't know it there's no formula that's the most i don't know frustrating part but that's the part that if there was an answer you know it's like trying to how do you make a, a, a movie be a blockbuster hit and they're like well it's, it's well you know it's like i don't know it's i guess you think about things the way you are in your life like yeah. when my i there's certain comedians i love and like i will go see them uh, I, I'm fans of certain people. I love Van Morrison. Van Morrison played at the Wiltern last week. Uh-huh. I went, I saw him once before in New York years ago, and he's older. Yeah, and uh, you know, I went, and, I, and I'm a fan. I it's like I could appreciate just being in the same room with the guy yeah. because I love him so much. But only because I'm a huge fan of Van Morrison, I could pick out 
the five songs that I knew. Uh-huh. I think anyone else who went to that show would have thought, oh my God, I can't believe he didn't do Have I Told You Lately? Uh-huh. Or X, why I wish he'd have done more hits or whatever, yeah, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I, it's, I don't know. It's, I guess people, who knows what I'm trying who to knows? say. Who knows? I don't know. I mean, I know what you're trying to say. If um, you love somebody, yeah. you, you would support them. Sure. Yeah, yeah, it's true. I guess. No, it's true. It's true. It, com- it comes from having a uh, devotion to being a real, that's what a fan well, does. I mean, there's like, there's, there's some cities, you know, like San Francisco and Chicago and you, Atlanta. What's your best city? Oh, uh, I, I I love San Francisco, the Punchline. Yeah, I like Minneapolis Acme. Yeah, that's great. Uh, the Atlanta Punchline. I've been playing for years. Um, Chicago Zanies. You know, there's 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 a lot of them that I love. Yeah, uh, the Sydney Comedy Store in Australia is one of my favorites, and they're good to you. There, uh, I, I I I was there last year, and it, it had been a few years since I. Had been there, but yeah, I've played there a lot through the years. It's, it's great, one of, it's one of my favorite city. rooms in the world. Have you played there? Uh, I did a I did a guest set there when I was I was in town for a festival a few years back, and I got to do a, like a guest set there, which was really fun. That was it. That's the most. And I was I, I love Australian audiences, and and Sydney's one of my favorite cities in the world. I just had it's to cancel. I was going to do Sydney next month, and why'd you cancel? Because I booked that that movie. <laughs> So it's like a good reason to have to cancel. Yeah. But it's fucking my second cancellation. Or, uh, well, maybe when you go back, you'll do the Enmore Theater. That's, That's what I was booked to the do. The Enmore was amazing. I was booked to do it. We were, we were. Yeah, and that, that part of town, Newtown, is like the, it's the cool gay artsy yeah. area. Like if you were uh, an artist or a musician. I'm just bummed because here's the thing. Now I want to do, I want to rebook Australia, but I cannot book something again and cancel. Right. But I don't know what, like, so I, I want to book something without a lot of uh, a heads up. In other words, I want to be like, hey, man, can we try to book Australia for like eight weeks from now so that I know that I can definitely do it? Right. But I don't know if they'll go for that. You know? Mm. Yeah. It's a pity. I, I, uh, Melbourne, of course, uh, is an amazing city. It's awesome. Yeah. Brisbane, Perth. Yeah, love these places. I was supposed to do. Oh all my god, four. in New Zealand, the New Zealand Comedy Festival. Haven't been. Um, that's God. That was one of the best months. I refused ever to go. In my life. Yeah, I refused to go. Really? <laughs> no. <laughs> I actually asked to go, and uh, the promoters were like, uh, "We don't think you should add uh, New Zealand to this." And I was like, "Why?" And they're like, "Because it's not that big of a market, and you're not that big of a name." And I was like, "All right." <laughs> I just thought it'd be really? fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, okay. So I'll just leave it as it. I mean, there was there. That's was what, like, what I'm talking about. Like yeah, I know. after all you've done, they they were like, really? No. Yeah. It's like they said no. Though. You know what's when funny? I tried to add New Zealand, what, what does it, what does a performer have to do? Well, it's so funny. Tom and I talk about that. Like in our business, you're never ever enough on the food chain. Like yeah. you, you, no matter how successful you are, you're always a piece of shit to we were agency saying, managers. Like we were saying that like. They'll start <laughs> saying things to you like they'll go, uh, and then uh, this is the offer you're going to get, and uh, somebody in your position should be pretty happy with that offer. <laughs> no. Wow. Wow. Oh, yeah. Uh, you hear that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was what we were talking about when you were going. I got a message about uh, my, my ticket sales for 
yeah. next week in and? Sacramento. I'm like, <laughs> what, the, what the fuck do I have to worry? Yeah. yeah and by no, the way, it's not is, my problem. At what point in your life? And then, it's not. It's not only that. The problem, real the real job of a real club is that they are supposed. You're supposed to deliver the thing on stage. Yeah. Right. And like you do what you can in your your podcast or you post that you're coming somewhere. But they are your promoter. That's the job. They right, but the and a lot of clubs don't look at it like that. Now, I know. now you're now supposed like, to you're also the be the, the and that's the, not the your PR job, person. You know? Not you're, my what job. You're doing is like extra as far as promoting, but they're supposed <laughs> to promote your show, and they're supposed to be creative in ways to get people to come to that show. You know, and so when they're like. <laughs> Yeah, you didn't sell tickets. I feel like being like, nah, you didn't sell tickets. Right. right. Because you're supposed to let people. What did you do? You sent out an email once or something? Right. Like, why don't you be a little more proactive about it? Well, this? and then they tell you, oh, we got to back out this amount from your pay because yeah. it cost me like, yeah. you know, five grand in advertising. Yeah. And you're like, what? Did you know that you can ask for Well, I have five grand. I didn't see any bus posters. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Where's I the billboard? I didn't see Where's the... <laughs> yeah, are you right. fucking joking? You know that you, you can legally ask for um, receipts on that? I would like to. Whenever whenever you do the... Uh, Who is uh, it? We're talking about that with Bill Burr. And they go... They, they, they'll, if they do, like, deductions, they'll say, you know, advertising this, you could be like, I need to see the receipt, receipts like on to. that. Or, or the ubiquitous radio spots where they're like, oh, oh yeah. we spent thousands on radio. You're like... Okay, that's really yeah. hard to trace. Like you should be like, why would you do that? What you know? <laughs> well, I was listening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, my favorite Which is radio? always, oh, you you just missed your bonus by eleven people. Right, you were, right. Yeah, that's the best. Yeah, you know, if you sell hundred tickets, you're going to get the bonus, and we only sold eighty nine. Yeah, so. it's like who's fucking counting? I, I had one know. time so where I did a weekend a few years ago at a club that held. Um, I think the club the club held let's say three fifty, and I had a bonus that would kick in regardless if it were uh, free or paid tickets. And I had paid tickets, the bonus would kick in at three hundred capacity. So if if as long as there were three hundred people in the room, I would get the bonus. And I had like between two eighty five and two ninety five at every show, but paid. Oh, that's great. And they didn't give me. Wow. Anything? Uh, yeah. And then I called that's my agent. the business like, word. What kind of fucking deal is that? I yeah. sold tickets. Hard tickets. Right. And then, but I, I didn't get uh, that magic number. And they're like, we'll get them next time. Next like, time. No. No. Yeah. How about I do the other club next time, asshole? How about I'll. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah no, I love it. He's like, he's like some of these club owners driving a brand new Mercedes Benz every oh, year. And okay. it's like, yeah, wow. You just missed the bonus. There's again. a place in town here where the guy would. <laughs> They don't pay. For, they don't pay you for spots. And he would pull up. He'd be like, "We can't pay you for spots." He'd pull up in like a new Lexus. Yeah, that's why like, you can't pay. Yeah, you can't. You can't dish everybody fifteen bucks for right. a set. No. And he was my like, ah. my favorite story in the world. Chad Daniels, who's hilarious. Who you're yeah. friends with? You guys did that documentary together. Yeah, uh, I need you to kill. Yeah. So he did some club. I won't say where. And the guy, the owner of the club, pays you a different rate contingent upon what time of year you do the club. So in the summer, let's say he'll pay you 1500 but in the winter, it's $2,000. Yeah. And so Chad goes in the summertime, oh, and he's so working great. out new material. And the club owner is, like, upset with that because, you know, Chad's working it out. So it's not like kill, 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 kill. And he knows that Chad's capable of it. Of he's course. Like, he's super funny. Doing? He's a really funny comedian. And so the, the owner is like, hey, man, what the hell? Like, you, you came and you did all this new stuff. Like, you're not killing? You know, what the fuck? And he goes, well, he goes, I'm doing my summer set <laughs> to go <laughs> with he, the summer rate. <laughs> he stuck with 
<laughs> doing this new set that wasn't killing. That's just great. to just <laughs> to tell that guy I'm doing my summer set. I don't know him, but now I love. Him. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's yeah. fantastic. Doing yeah, my yeah. summer set. And so the guy's like, "Dude, what the fuck?" He's like, "Well, you know, yeah. I mean, you, I'm giving don't you what you paid pay for, for, man." Right. You know? Somerset. Yeah. I mean, have you ever heard of that? I didn't know that a club. I never. Heard I know that clubs. Club did yeah, it. I know that. Like, I know clubs, especially That's in so cold markets. Is that a room in Texas? No, no. I'll tell you. I'll okay. tell you after okay. the show. It's in North America, cold market clubs, especially you know your mom and pop clubs. Yeah, the Midwest. They will. They're always packed in the winter because people sure. pack up, fill it up. Yeah, and, and then clubs in like Texas and Florida in the summer because of the air conditioning. Yeah, they're yeah. full. So, they're they're full swap. so it's yeah. interesting. Yeah, so but like those those cold places in the if you sell tickets there in the summer they're like all right you're legit, but they expect to have more empty seats in the summer and the the idea that they'd be like and that means we're not going to pay you as much is, is <laughs> yeah so it's the business <laughs> where it's the shittiest man. Um, mm. Do you think uh, this lady is touched or no? Let's see. Thursday, July sixth. 2007, about 4.30 p.m. I'm just wondering what the heck is in our water supply. What the heck is in our oxygen supply of the metallic oxide salt that creates a rainbow effect in a sprinkler? Everywhere we look, okay. the visible spectrum is rainbows. This cannot be natural. It wasn't something. <laughs> well, you know, when you're offended by beauty, <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. She's angry it's bitch. time to check out. So she angry. Is, so you know, she lives in a good neighborhood when you can hear the sirens in the background <laughs> <laughs> and the bullet holes in that the fence. That's a nice touch. But now it's happening now. We as a nation have got to ask okay. ourselves. What the hell is going on? Uh-huh. What is oozing out of our ground? We as a nation need to appreciate a rainbow. I even, know, bitch. Even on a small level. Well, for, for people who aren't watching the show, so it's a sprinkler and it's created a natural rainbow. Yeah. And she's convinced that the government has poisoned her water supply. Yeah, the and that's water, why the, the light. Colors come. Just, yeah. She really, she really broke through that conspiracy, though. And where does that leave you? Man, <laughs> I think to uh, to quote Dr. Drew when he came on our show, there is a huge problem with our education system. Yeah, yeah, is. yeah it really. We is, are man. fucked. It's, it's pretty bad. It's pretty yeah. bad. I feel like a fifth grader knows that you know light through water. Of course, yeah, they teach you that stuff. Clouds, rain, rainbows. Um, Tom. They uh, do you have dates listed on your site? I do, yeah, of course. Um, let's uh, let's go through because this we are doing. Um, well, that's hardcore pornography. We have uh, <laughs> not on my site. No, 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 not <laughs> it's on Tom Rhodes. You can <laughs> no, see hardcore. No, no, no. I um, I have. Uh, he loves those porn. Thanks for yeah. plugging my uh, dates. I'm going to be on. Uh, this is not happening. March 16th. That okay. should be fun. That's great. That's, uh, See, this this episode will drop in a few weeks, so that's why I'm kind of... Oh. So you might have just missed... Um, Tom in Sacramento. Yeah, <laughs> Tom in Sacramento, or, <laughs> or his This Is Not Happening. <laughs> that's hilarious. But you might see I him. never would have brought it up. Well, no, it's but hilarious. it's just a, you know, I mean... It's just no, but it's true. The um, When's your Sacramento date? 
It's March 15 through 17. He's at the punchline. Maybe we can, we, we can swap an episode. Do this one. Yeah. Trade out the other one. Doesn't matter, right? Try it out. Um, try it out. Uh, then he's going to, holy shit, he's going to be in Thailand, Vietnam, the Philippines. Jesus. Hong Kong. Uh, later in Austin, uh, at, in Vegas at Brad Garrett's, Lake Tahoe. He's doing, uh, oh, the Great Tacoma Club. We've both done that and enjoyed that. It's a great room. Uh, Spokane, yep. Yeah, right. I haven't done Spokane yet. Uh, I've done that. It's great. Spurn I've done can. LOL. Looks like you're doing LOL in San Antonio. Um, the La Jolla store. San Antonio. Zanies in Chicago. You're doing Paris. You're going to go to oh. do shows in Paris. What's that? Have you done that before? Yeah, actually, I was in Paris in January at this. I, I've, I've played in Paris a lot, uh, but there's this theater that I played in January, and... Uh, Theater La Ouvre. Oh. And oh. I'm booked back there October 15th. Okay. And I am going to film my next hour special there. Okay. What? So, on this day? On October 15th. All right. So if there's any listeners who is looking for a reason to go to Paris, oh. uh, you should come uh, to my my hour special Dude, now when it's you gonna do be awesome. when you do Paris, is it mostly expats? I mean, it's obviously no. Actually, this when I was there in January, it was it was mostly French people what? who spoke English. Wow. So for my hour special, you got I'm, I, I need to uh, I need I need to get uh, some more English speaking people. Yeah, uh, there. But and those, uh, it's those... a phenomenal room. I have a long history with Paris. My first love of my adult life, uh, I lived with a. Parisian woman in oh. San Francisco for seven mm. years. Okay. Yeah. Natalie, we're still good friends. And the very first time I went to Paris, uh, some guys tried to rob me and I was maced. And uh, Really? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Uh, I've got some great stories. I almost drowned in Thailand on this French resort. Do, do the Parisian uh, audiences get all the nuances of your... like? The they also like stories and they, they, they really love theater. Mm-hmm. So you'll like... You'll never, you would never get a heckler in in, in France, right? Because the audience is just conditioned to watch the show, respect yeah, the performer yeah. on stage. Oh, that's weird. But um, <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but you know, so mm. I've got my mm. you know best stories traveling the world. I haven't done a special in like five years, I think. So, dude, this is it's all my exciting. I cannot believe you're going to do it in Paris. Yeah, wild. That is such what a size great venue idea. is the, is this theater? It's holds three fifty. Perfect. Oh, yeah, wonderful. And I when I was there in January, I, I sold two hundred and forty tickets. It's amazing that I can sell more tickets in Paris than I can in some clubs in the United States. <laughs> well, that's but Tom. That's I feel like that's so your thing. Like but you're this international yeah. comedian. Like you're kind of a trailblazer that way. So this is fantastic. It's great, and it's I so uh, great. Thanks, Christina. Yeah, and I, awesome. uh, I, you know, I, I love Paris. I got great um, stories and observations, and uh, I love Paris. It's it's magic. Are you going to eat a lot while you're there? Man, the there's this. I this I, last summer when I was there, I discovered this. Uh, Ashna googled best patisseries. Mm. There's this place called Storer. S T O H R E R. And uh, I, I follow them on Instagram. It's I'm the follow rated. Them too. It's the it's number one right rated now. patisserie oh. in in Paris. It's on this street called Rue Montegoya, mm. and this street is 
It's got bread shops and cheese shops. Followed them already. It's it's such an amazing food street. But this patisserie place is the number one rated patisserie. And when I go to Paris now, I'll take the metro straight there. Oh, and like they, do, they, there's these custard tarts with like raspberries Come and on, man. I'm trying kiwi to be carb free, dude. <laughs> on top of it. Well, that's the thing. Like when I was there, it's you know I'm I'd I'm trying to be. Pounds. I left breadcrumbs all over the city. The, yeah. the, these these Too baguettes great. are only like a dollar twenty, uh, and mm. these you know you just just walk around nibbling on bread and you know, cheese. And then you wine. like, yeah. I got my little patisserie. Pastries in a box. I'd for, be done for whenever I'm ready oh, to I'm sit down. Pounds they would easily. wheel me out. I <laughs> would look like uh, what's that guy that Bert looks like? Um, Gerard Depardieu. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Have you seen? There's a there's a he has a he has a Food Channel show. He does. Where, yeah, where it's I saw it when I was in Europe. So I don't know if it's if, if it's I, I thought it was the Food Channel, but it's. He's basically eating his way through Europe, dude. He's, and he's been, so he's, fat, he's enormous. So fat. And you, you see, like a couple of years ago, like to see there was a big story where um, he was on a flight and he pissed in the um, in the aisle, no. in the aisle of the plane. And they're like, "What the fuck, man?" And <laughs> he's like, you know, he's like, he's well over three bills now. Yeah. And they're like, you know, what kind of behavior is that? He's like, well, I drink several bottles of wine every day. <laughs> yeah. So that's a contributes to him gaining that much weight, and also he's just like, so my behavior is just kind of erratic because I'm. That's funny. I'm drunk. He's yeah, apparently in the aisle. He drinks like constantly. Flight. He like he starts out with like uh, with liqueurs. He's he's got a. I, I heard about he's got a regiment of drinking. For. But yeah. he's on this he's on this food show, and this friend who he travels with like explains to him, and he's just like stuffing his face with everything, and like everything is like fried in duck fat. Of course, it's, yeah, it's, uh, it's so good. Well, he yeah. he knows what's up, dude. But and, in moderation. I mean, they don't have to eat the whole goddamn uh, bowl of duck fat. You just right, a little, even a little, dog little, turd little. would taste good fried <laughs> in duck know. fat. I mean, Gerard. Yes, there. You know what's? There he is. Oh, wow! wow. Uh, and that guy up. doesn't want to pay his taxes. When you yeah. pull it up uh, over the belly button, yeah, that's when you're committed to the lifestyle. You know, you don't yeah. you don't sit it below the gut line. Yeah, you're trying to hide it. Yeah, you're like this is that's like when you're a kid and you're drawing pictures of fat people. Yeah, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what that is. And wow. a cigarette. <laughs> oh, cigarette. Wow. You know Smoking. what's interesting, Tom? I think yeah. we can trace Bird as fat to that time we put Gerard J. Pardue's picture up naked. Remember? That's true. Yeah. And then yeah. I, one of us was. I remember. Look at that with the suspenders. Oof. Oh, that's not him. Oh. That's not him. That's, that's not here. Yeah, him. But he. Um, yeah, he's, uh, yeah. where's the, uh, what was that movie, Jane? It was in a film, and yeah. he was nude in a film, and we were watching it, and then we brought it, it up is. on the show, and we were like, God, that guy, look at that belly. It looks like Bert's belly. I think that's how this You're thing right. kind of started rolling with it's, Bert uh, being fat. It's this one. That's it. <laughs> so he's totally naked here, but it's, it's the, his, the shading. His ding-dongs. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. His yeah, dong's hanging out. This is him. This is that movie where wow. he's, he's playing, um, it's basically takes the story of the, Whatever the head of the International Monetary Fund was, remember the. the oh, yeah. yeah. What was that guy's name? DSK. Yeah. They had some. <laughs> Strauss Kahn. So yeah, many dicks up here. This yeah. is hilarious. They're all French dicks. French dicks. Do- Dominic Strauss Kahn, yeah. Um, oh, shit. Oh, right. and he played him in a movie. Yeah. Well, he played a, a character that was. Like him. Like him. But they, they mimicked the story, you know? And. Um, what yeah, gut that that guy had. That was a gut, man. Oh God. That's just that is drinking. Yeah, drinking. that's booze, man. It's yeah. just hard, hard booze. Um, Shit. 
tomrhodes.net, and that's R-H-O-D-E-S dot net slash tour. Try it out. Try it out. And, um, yeah, and I'll have all that information about uh, my Paris special on the website so great. the next few months. So exotic, Tom. Be awesome. Wait, so wait. European and exotic. I love yeah. it. <laughs> it's so okay. cool. Let me just You're the future. You're the future of comedians. That's what eventually we're all going to be world tourers. You know well, what I mean? You can do it now. And there's, there's great comedy fans all over the world, you know? I could. I'm just lazy and... You know, I've, I'm gonna have two small people to look after. <laughs> maybe, maybe in a few years. Well, you'll be able to bring them up with running. you. Oh. Yeah, oh, says the person without a toddler. <laughs> <laughs> right. Some people do. They're very brave. But Tom and I, it's just not in our constitution. Like we've traveled with Ellis twice now on an airplane. I think I had more anxiety. You know, and it, it's, it just it just makes me so anxious. And no, I like too. having home base, like having just leave him home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well for we, now, yeah, you're right. Older. And I maybe when I ha- <sighs> Ashton and I have a, a child, maybe I can't wait. Uh, maybe my world travels will. Um, well, no, you, you you can tour with your child definitely. Like uh, Ali Wong, our good friend, brought her daughter with her. You know, the first couple years of her life. So I think it's a really up to the parent. Yeah. You know, it's it's like what you're comfortable with. And Allie's if you train that, them, though. Allie loves it. She, you know, she has help that she brings, like her mom, I think, or whatever. But anyway, uh, yeah. You can I do just it. picture you start, that person on the plane with the, the, the mom with the young child crying and everybody, you know, looking with they look, pissy yeah, looks. Yeah, they look, they look. Uh, but if you do it early, like you fly, like when that kid's like two or three months old, I feel like that's the way to do that. But we did not do that. No, no, we did not. We are chicken shits. Um, all right. Will we you got your chicken one more time before? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Please. I love it. Please. Okay. Thank you. That's really good. So it's really good. Comrades, thank Thanks you for coming. Right. It was so I, great to see I you. I love and so adore you guys. It was really thank fun. Thank you so much for having me. And uh, that's it. We'll see you guys uh, next week. I think Fuckboy is one of my favorite. Like Fuckboy. Fuckboy. You're a fuck boy. It's a huge insult. Fuck boy. <laughs> it's the PC version of faggot. 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 Well, I, I like fuck boy. If I can't say faggot, I'm gonna say fuck boy. Fuck boy. Fuck boy. Sounds like you're already Sounds doing like it. You're already doing like it. Like you're already doing it. Faggot. Fuck boy. Fuck boy. Faggot. 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 Fuck boy, 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 fuck bo